ABCs, where we discuss every Beatles song from 12 to Y. Wait, no. Every that's not right. Beatles song. I've heard that somewhere before. Sounds very familiar. Anyways, um, <laughs> it, it's not going to come to me right now, so we'll continue on. We are the podcast that discusses every bare naked lady song from 7 to Y. And, and tonight, I am joined by Jeff and Aaron. Hello, everyone. Hey, good to how be are you? Good to be here. It's wonderful to have you back, Aaron, after your short hiatus. Yes, I, it's good to be back. I miss you. <laughs> <laughs> and this week we have a special guest, uh, someone that I have been waiting my whole podcasting career to have on. This person was one of four people who inspired this podcast to happen. And I know what you're wondering, Jeff. Maybe it's Katie Couric. I was I was thinking that yeah, <laughs> it's someone that's far more influential, at least in my life. Um, he is one of four people who composed alphabetical. He was one of the two people who continues to do. I'm guessing about ten years on at this point. The start discussing the Star Wars movies one minute at a time, and, and Jeff. You thought we have a long trip. This gentleman has been on an epic journey with two major media juggernauts. Wow. So, of yeah. course, I am talking about the one and only Alex Robinson. Woo! Hey, good to have you. <laughs> Hello there. Thanks for having me. Every, every Star Wars movie, one minute at a time, huh? Everyone? Yes. Wow. We are currently uh, in the closing stages of The Last Jedi after having, I guess this is our... Ninth one. Well, now oh, have you? So you're are you doing? You're doing solo and Rogue One too, and are you gonna know yeah. that? Yeah, release order. Okay, yeah. yeah. When we started this silly project, there was only six Star Wars movies, and we had no idea there was going to start. They were going to start cranking them out again. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Disney, yeah, Disney said we need to make more work for Alex. Yeah. <laughs> so. And I remember you guys saying after you were finishing up the trilogy, you're like. We don't know if we'll go on to do the prequels. And here you guys are uh, down to two movies. Yeah, we have Solo and uh, Rise of Skywalker left. So it's going to be smooth sail in the next two years or so. That's, what, that's for sure. What about the Christmas special and the Ewok specials? Are they included? or We did a live show for the Christmas special. And we also did a live show for the first Ewok movie. God, okay, and then yeah. the pandemic yeah. hit. So well, we're going to do the second one. You are thorough. Yes. Yes. That reminds me. Happy yeah. Life Day, everyone. <laughs> oh, <thanks>. <laughs> <laughs> a little early, but uh, thank you. And, I then it, nonetheless. and then they're hitting the Clone Wars. <laughs> oh, nice. There you go. <laughs> People give us guff because we did skip over the Clone Wars movie, which came out. Yeah, that's deal, uh, right? Yeah. It was a theatrically yeah. released film, mm-hmm. but we are. Uh, uh-uh. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> no, I, I draw the line there for some reason. I don't blame you. <laughs> They're gonna have you do the Mandalorian next. You better get ready. <laughs> well, we do that. We do that oh, for we do that as a. A special show called the uh, uh, the Mandalorian, like Star Ooh, Wars okay. Mandalorian, yeah. and we wow, oh nice, you're a busy man. <laughs> we do those when uh, when the, when the show is in season. We do it, you know. So there are times during the uh, when the Mandalorian is running at the same time we're doing a show, or we're doing like recording like three wow. episodes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's yeah. It gets a bit much. Right. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you must be happy that Alphabetical's done, get, considering all of that. I do though. miss uh, chatting with the fellows, but uh, but it certainly was a um, one less podcast to have to do. So. <laughs> well, this week we're not going to discuss Beatles, as I mentioned before. We're going to be discussing... Wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I was letting you under false freak dances. <laughs> <laughs> I was led to believe that we would be discussing They Might Be Giants. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> That's a, I thought we were finally starting that Proclaimers podcast we talked about. So, <laughs> no, we're doing a different conditional clause. <laughs> we're not doing they might be giants. This week we're we're discussing a song about maybes. Oh, they may be giants. <laughs> maybe you're right. Maybe we should go that way. But instead, we're going to discuss maybe Katie. Ah, no. Maybe Katie. We are definitely going to discuss. He said. As if he definitely didn't know this was happening. Sorry, you may be right. <laughs> you may be right. I may be Katie. Ah. Oh, <laughs> Billy, nice. Billy nice Joel. Podcast. I've been doing Billy Joel all day today, so I'm just kind of stuck. 
<laughs> so for those of you who have never heard this song before, here is a quick snippet. What's so maybe about? What's so maybe about? What's so maybe about? the first time in like it four is. weeks you remembered the snippet in the actual <laughs> I know I finally got it I'm on I'm on tonight snippet good snippet good oh. snippet real good <laughs> this is a song by Jim Cregan Stephen Page and Ed Robertson uh, no one on this whole album actually had any individual credits um, especially Hearn and Cregan every Hearn or Cregan song had Page and Robertson added on to the end of their their writing. Just looking over their album. shoulders. What are you doing there? <laughs> What's going on there, Kevin? I don't... <laughs> we don't quite trust you after Spider in our room. Spider in my room there, Jim. Um, and Tyler actually wanted this song to lead off the album. Mm, okay. Remind me, but remind Aaron, the audience what does lead off the album. Well, I, well. Before we do that, Aaron, because I don't want to give him a clue. What album is oh, it I on? Know well, <laughs> obviously, Stephen Page is still in the band at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it kind of sounds like the later Page albums. So I'm gonna go with "Bare Naked Ladies Are Me." Oh, Ooh, you were so, so close. close, men. No, other way. No, other way. Go backwards. E to E. Oh, everything. Okay, yeah. I I keep forgetting everything to everyone was a thing. I don't a know lot why. Of people, a lot of people do. <laughs> I know. Seriously, like, not even like I'm not I'm not I'm not putting the album on blast or anything. It's, I don't I don't have any strong feelings either way about it. I just for whatever reason I I, I always forget that in the lineup. Um, apologies. Well, and I I don't think DNA. we've covered an E two E song. That's the thing. In... I, I, I haven't even heard the name. Uh, of the album have you seen so my long. love? Was the last one, wasn't it? I'm going back through, and I'm looking. Uh, yeah, I think it was. Just totally <laughs> slipped out of my mind. It, I have problems with object permanence. <laughs> well, I'm glad that hopefully my my internet doesn't cut out and you forget that I exist. <laughs> Where did sir? Tracy go? He's gone. Maybe Tracy. <laughs> Who? Who? <Ooh>, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, you were really. It's, in, it's interesting to me that that album is is uh I guess looked down upon. Or, I, or I have, I have is no it not considered? It. It's actually my favorite. It's my favorite Bare Naked Ladies album. So it's so funny that uh, it was the first time I saw them no. on tour. Was this tour? That was the yeah. You, that's you can ask these guys. The only album I looked uh-huh. down upon is Silverball. <laughs> Which last week's song was a good song from Silverball. I think. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm going to have to, uh, to weigh in on that. You'll have to yeah. listen to last week to see if I agree or disagree. I, <laughs> okay. I think last week's song was a good song. Interesting, interesting. You were mentioning, Alex, what the lead song was off from this. The lead song was Celebrity. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and it wasn't one of the ones that they were actually in their pitch meeting mm-hmm. talking about going with as a lead, but yeah, they decided to go with Celebrity first for some reason. Mm. Was it a single as well? I know this is uh, not those shit, and I weren't talking about celebrity. Off the top but, uh, of my head, I, I don't believe celebrity was an album or I don't single, think it was it? Um, another postcard. This one, right. this Testing song one, two, was a single, but it was the fifth one, and it was only a single in Canada. Celebrity was it? Celebrity was the fourth okay. single. So it was another postcard. Testing one, two, three, four. You celebrity, and then maybe okay. Katie. Um, celebrity was a single in the UK only. Okay, so that one must have been released about the same time that this was released at, in Canada only. In Canada, right? Yeah, I think so. They released five out of the fifteen songs on this album as singles. Well, they were coming off of the massive one week success, right? Wasn't that the album uh, prior to this? Uh, no, before this would have been Maroon, falling Maroon for the first this. time and pinch me. Yeah, but I mean, in terms of okay, in terms of the album, was right. was it the? Got it. Okay. So I mean, I think the reason that this one's looked down on is it's different than Maroon, and I think oh, that I that, that Stunt and Maroon <laughs> were really, really kind of focused and driven toward America, 
And this one was not like the the focus group was not America anymore at that point. And so I think that it 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 didn't bring in the numbers that that the other albums did for that reason. It was more of a chimpanzee well, directed think, album. I, I was going to say, I think it hurt that another postcard was the first single off this. Yeah, album. I would agree with you on that. I, I think because, yeah, because I mean, after you've done one week and pinch me and and falling and, um, you know, um, drawing a blank off the hook um, or not off the hook, but um, um, call and answer. You know, once you've had that as your big American push to come up with the chimpanzee postcard song probably might have taken people back a little bit. <laughs> this might have been a better one to release. Oh, yeah, I think so. Well, we, why don't we discuss this song? Why don't we go into the... I want to go over the different versions of this song that we have available to us this week. Because mm -hmm. uh, we, have, we have four different versions of this song available to listen to. There's the original version that's on E2E, as we discussed. There's the bathroom sessions, um, which, of course, is really kind of cool because you get Steven and Ed working together on the bathroom sessions. Um, and I love the scatting that that Steve does on the, on the bathroom sessions during the bridge. And they both start laughing and Steve starts dancing like it, it's just very fun to watch them in that video. Um, and then we have the Persuasions version. <laughs> What's so maybe about? What's so maybe about? What's so maybe about? Katie? What's so maybe about? What's so maybe about? What's so maybe about? Katie? What's the use in hesitating? Where they remade it. And what I like about that one, first of all, love the banjo. And love the harmonies and the scatting that the, the persuasions are adding in on that one. I, I, I feel good that Jim is taking over Steve's line since this was a Jim-driven song, at least to some extent. So I was like, okay, good. Jim taking the lead. I'm okay with that. I don't like how they hold those last two notes on the song uh, to finish the song off. I get why they're doing it, but I just I don't like it. And then the final version we have is the acoustic version that was on the deluxe disc, the double disc release of this album. And oh my goodness, I absolutely love the acoustic version of this. The, they have Jim playing the piano. He is just tinkling little bits and pieces throughout this. We've got Jim on the, I mean, not Jim, sorry. We have Kevin on the piano. We have Kevin on the accordion. Um... I like that acoustic guitar, although I have to say I like the electric guitar on the original much better. Um, they do some fun stuff with the channels, with the accordion in the right ear while the piano is in the left ear. Um, so they, they have a whole bunch of different versions. So if you don't like the original, you can go out and listen to one of the other versions. And they're <laughs> significantly different enough that you're probably going to have a favorite one over the other. All right. Well, good show, everyone. Have a good night. <laughs> I was going to say, you took all my notes there, Tracy. There's not much more I can add to that. Well, I was going to hand it over to you guys and ask you guys, like, what what was your favorite version of this song? Edui. Yeah, I prefer the I prefer the uh, the classic one, but uh, of the of the uh, variants, I guess I like the acoustic one better. I feel like they play around with the arrangement a bit more than mm. the. Uh, I wish the Persuasions one had been more had been more acoustic, so you could. I feel like the Persuasions were kind of drowned out with mm. all the instruments. Yeah, I agree. That was my yeah, issue with that so one. Yeah. It starts off very vocal, was... but then it, once the electric instruments kick in, it, it kind of uh, loses mm -hmm. its uniqueness. Yeah, I felt like there was more they could have done with all the vocals and the, the harmonies and the, uh, the arrangement on that one than what they actually ended up going with. Um, I didn't like it slowed down either as much. Um, this is this is one where I, I maybe I'm so nostalgic about the OG uh, E2E version. That is my favorite of the four. I do prefer the E2E version the best. Yeah, I like the studio version best too. I think the the Persuasions version is, is really good. It is, yeah. Um, I, I like obviously the vocals, the the acoustic. Pardon me, yeah, the acapella work at the beginning is really nice. The addition of the banjo gives it more of a country rock feel. Provides a nice counterpoint to the guitar. Um, interestingly enough. I want to hear if you guys agree with me. Uh, it, it seemed like the 
the vocal melody was less syncopated in the persuasion <coughs> much more straight very much on the beat yeah and it, it took away from it a little bit and i think part of that is because they have a lot more people singing in unison and they had so. to keep the harms together you keep right when you when you swing yeah. right yeah it could get a little overlappy right. so i think that was a born out of necessity right. but i think it also takes away from the fun mm -hmm. a little mm -hmm. bit of the tune so I, I like it. There's some. There's a lot to like in the Persuasions version, but uh, I, I agree. I think the uh, the studio version is. This when we get to lyrics too, I also think the studio version um, for me is the best. Although even, even though they do do this in the other versions, but uh, putting it all together, I think it sounds better to have one and two people just back and forth on this, and without so much going on. This yeah. song is is a conversation song, and we'll get to that when we get the lyrics in a way. And so having it just be that feel like that straightforward conversation piece, um, I think works the best for it. I agree. Agreed. Agreed. Fourthed. <laughs> Do you concur, Doctor? Well, Aaron, would you like to give us a breakdown of the song? Don't strain your. It would don't be my strain yourself. <laughs> yes, I was going to say. Uh, I, I I had a very very late day at work today with due some very good news, uh, but uh, I was worried I wouldn't be able to break it down. And then I heard the song and I said, oh, "Okay, no." <laughs> So maybe Katie uh, was recorded at 115 beats per minute, and I love you know. Ironically, it, it starts off with someone saying, "Let me start the metronome." I'll set the metronome. <laughs> so you know that's right away. Okay, uh, it is in the key of A major, and there are three chords in the entire including my favorite chord. <laughs> no D chord. Is it a sus? The A chord. <laughs> it's a the E chord. Oh, it's sus, all right. <laughs> Jeff's, Jeff's. I am pretty sus. sus. I am pretty uh, sus. We talked last <laughs> week about how much I love sus chords, but yeah. Yeah, no, I, I am. I'm a fan as well, uh, and augmented yeah, chords mm -hmm. too. Kind of interesting. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah. So it's basically <laughs> one four five. <laughs> Let's get that out of the way. Uh, it, it, one four five in various configurations, right? You, you've got the the tonic, the fourth and the fifth. Um, so you, you basically have uh, A, D, and E, right? And it starts off with what I'm going to call the bridge changes, actually. This is an interesting song. Um, uh, I'm calling it the bridge. Uh, there's actually it happens twice in the song, though, uh, which there's some songs that have two bridges. But um, so we have D, E, A, D, right? So you have four, five, one, four. And now perhaps this is just my morbid streak You're showing, dead. but I could not help but notice that the first four chords in the song spelled the word dead. Maybe Katie is actually um, dead. Maybe that's just me. Oh, maybe. Whoa. Ooh, it's like uh, it's like the sixth sense of uh, bare naked does ladies. The, uh, does the do the bare I, I naked see... ladies have a kind of Paul is dead? Do they have like their own version of that? Where this is maybe trying maybe. to us that somebody actually Steve, passed away. And... Andy, that's why you came on this episode. The, yeah, the Ed that we know now is not the original Ed. No, he. Ed, please come on the show. We know you. We, we need proof that you're alive. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, anyways, from Blues Blues, how to prove it? Yeah. Oh, that's right. There you go. There you go. Do it. Ask me anything. Uh, but no. So we have uh, D E A D, which is the the what I'm going to call the bridge changes. Then it actually goes to the chorus first, uh, which is A D E. So very simple. One four five. And then the verse is also one four five. So you have one four five, one four five, but then the uh, bridge section turns around four five one four or four five one. Um, so you have your intro bridge changes, which is our C, uh, the chorus, which is our B section. What's so maybe about Katie? Then we have verse one, then the chorus, the bridge, the chorus again. Ooh, everybody okay? Okay. <laughs> uh, the chorus again, which is your B section, verse 2A, bridge C, and then two iterations of the chorus, so B, B. So we have C, B, A, B, C, B, A, C, B, B. Um, so a very kind of non-traditional form, even though the song is very simple and only has three chords, uh, the form, has, they're kind of played with that a little bit. Um, overall, I really like it. It's, uh, it's an upbeat kind of pop rock it's you know it's kind of uh, right in the wheelhouse especially of like you know mid to later day uh, uh bnl you know towards the end of this the page era um 
it's, it's very listenable. It's, it's very catchy, and uh, you know, it's got that great hook. What's so maybe about Katie? Um, so yeah, I like it. It's uh, you know, it's, it's not uh, it's not game changing, but it's like it's very very listenable, and it's very very uh, it's a nice song. I like it. <laughs> That's it for me. <laughs> So my favorite chord in that version is not in it then, but the version I found, which now I'm still ah. seeing it's capable on the second fret, so maybe that changed it, but it was G, C, N, 9, D. And C, N, 9 is my favorite yeah. chord, so that's why I was, yeah. Yeah, I've always been a fan of uh, either add nines or like, I'm a big fan of minor nine chords. <laughs> oh, of course you are. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Aaron likes Here's minor chords. <laughs> well Aaron you brought it up I want to come and bring it back around and, and ask does anyone know yeah. where that I'll set the metronome comes from it comes from somewhere it does I assumed it was somebody in the studio <laughs> <laughs> no it was not no it sounds like it's from an old movie or something it sounds like it's from like the miracle worker <laughs> it is it is from an old audio book audio book okay um, it is actually from, and, and I'm guessing that it's one of the boys grew up listening to this. It's from Sparky's Magic what? Piano, which was by Henry Blair. Never heard of that in my life. <laughs> and it's from 1947, and it's um, about a. It's an audio program about a young child who hates practicing the piano. And so the piano decides to teach him that he should love playing the piano. So he tells the boy, I, "You hit the key, you hit the buttons, and I will make it sound beautiful. I will make it Mozart. I will play whatever you want me to play. All you got to do is just hit the keys, and I will just make the sound, right sounds come out, no matter what, to make him fall in love with with music." Um, and in 1987, they actually did an animated oh, version it, it of this. Sounds like it deserved a remake. Um, and it was with Tony Curtis. Tony Cor Curtis? Yeah, try it again. Tony Curtis, Cloris Leachman, what? and Vincent Price. This isn't real. <laughs> None of this yes. is real. <laughs> it sounds fake. It sounds fake. I mean, it sucks. Um, yeah, I was going to say, that sounds really weird, but honestly, I used to watch the Phantom Tollbooth when yeah. I was a kid. So I, can't I, I was laughing the whole time, and I'm going to get obscure, but all the MST fans in the room or in the audience are having Mr. B Natural flashbacks right now. <laughs> oh my goodness! It's one of those. Uh, it's one of those things in trivia I like to bring wow. up because it's one of the few times they actually take a piece and sample a piece of audio from something in their past and throw it into a song. Hmm. Vincent Price, huh? You, you played the metronome. <laughs> I was going to do a Vincent. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to do a Vincent Price impression, but then I realized that what I was about to do was Peter Lorre. Yeah, you never want to make that mistake. That's yes, 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 no. yes, yes. No. Not quite the same. Not at all. We are in some deep territory um, at this point. I don't know how to bring us back Did around from that. Like well, speaking of metronomes... Uh, Interesting that they decided to bring something in that that made it very unmetronomy. They they have the hand yes, claps in this song. That. It's true. The, mm -hmm. And the bridge. Mm. Oh, they, That's they one of the things the bridge, about this yeah, song. They start on Ed's part before that, but yeah. Right. Well, and, and that's the interesting thing. Like, I, so the part that's Ed's part is what I keep referring to in my notes oh, okay. as the that's bridge. So I I have down chorus, verses, and then and then bridges. Because uh, I had to find right. some way of trying to, to differentiate between Ed's part and Steven's part. That makes sense. That makes yeah, sense. I'm, um, I'm counting the do you ever, uh, do you know everyone you ever swore you'd love? And um, yeah, I, that that's what I'm counting as the bridge, just because it actually does change up. Not so two really vocal cool. bridges and one instrumental EDA bridge is how we're... It becomes the Drug Enforcement Administration. Right, right okay. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I like the fact that, and, and it's interesting because they do something with this song that's that's really cool, and I, I want to break it down a little bit more in that they do, not just do they have different voices in different parts of the song, 
but they also have different sounds within different parts of this song. They bring in different instruments right. depending on who mm-hmm. is singing. And yeah, what I've been doing that too. It's like it, yeah, clashes. It's almost very yeah. Peter and the Wolf. That must have been another record you listened to for music. Uh, <laughs> That was my music teacher. He made me listen to that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, yeah, Jeff has well. had that record. Yep. Had the Weird Al Yankovic version. Surprise! Oh, nice. yeah. <laughs> now it's my turn. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Aaron, what would you call the beginning of this song after the metronome? Like, I'll start the metronome piece. Like, what... I wrote down that it's like a weird marimba like sound on on the metronome and organ that that kind of leads us in. Like, I don't know what to call that instrumental lead in. That it's just weird. It's different <laughs> than the whole rest of the song. Uh, let me listen to it again really quickly. It's Kevin playing remember. the organ, but did you say marimba? I don't remember that. <laughs> It's just this. I, I had to find a name, and I'm like, I'm not a music guy, but I had to find some way of like. <laughs> right, it's different than the whole rest of the song. Yeah, it, it's a it's an organ, and it's like it's detuned, right? So they've got this filter on it, where it's like slightly pitching it a few cents down and then up. It's uh, <coughs> almost yeah. It's um very 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 Beatlesy, very uh, kind of magical mystery tour era like. Hmm. Uh, Kind of got a Strawberry Fields vibe from it, although that was um, that was a Mellotron, but it's it's got that kind of quality to it because it's got almost like a, a, a the Mellotron. Okay, really quickly, <laughs> uh, the Mellotron uh, uses um, tape loops, so it's actually got magnetic tape, and you push the key down, and it just rolls the tape past the playhead, and so it can go on and on forever because it's on a loop. Uh, but it has because it's actually analog. It's not a digital synthesizer. It's using a physical medium. It's using tape. It can be prone to getting kind of poppy and degrading a little bit. And you know, if the uh, motor's not running perfectly, it can go a little more slowly than it's supposed to, so it can go out of pitch. Um, so sometimes mellotrons are used, and maybe some people intentionally kind of uh, mess with them to to make an intentionally creepy sound or whatnot. But that's kind of the feel I was getting for this. Where it, was, it reminded me. Okay, so this, I'm going way out on the limb here, but you guys know what. <laughs> I do um, I do video game streaming. So uh, there's a game called Earthbound back in 1990s that I'm a huge fan of. It had amazing. Yeah, that was super Nintendo, right? It, it, yeah, yeah, and he used a lot of stuff like that. And it was kind of revolutionary for the time. Actually, what they, what they accomplished with the 16-bit uh, sound chip, but had a lot of strange, kind of trippy stuff like that. Thank you yeah. for answering that. <laughs> You're welcome. I, I couldn't tell you exactly what that was, but it's, it's some kind of organ, and it's been detuned or. A filter's been applied yeah. or whatnot. Um, so then we get, as you were mentioning, with the chorus, the chorus has, for musical backup, they all have drum, mm. um, but the chorus has this vibraphone mixed with electric guitar. At first, I actually thought it was like a theremin um, that he was playing, but it's it's not. It's, it's a uh, vibraphone, according to um, the, the liner notes. Um, and then... Then during the bridges, we get that feedback going into the bridges, or, or just the first one, actually. Um, and, but in, in the verses, they're using acoustic mm-hmm. guitar or a mandolin, or it might be a banjo. It might be Ron Anello on the, on the, mandol, on the banjo. The problem with this album is they list all of the instruments in one big package and they don't separate it out by sa- by by uh, song. So I have to guess like, okay, I think that sounds more of a mandolin. That sounds more like a banjo. I, I would guess that this is mandolin on this one, but that's just me guessing. But then it's not there for the other parts. Like it's only there during the verses when Steve's singing. Hmm. Um... You're going to have to edit this out. Give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were going to grill me on the, uh, the specific instruments. So hold on one second. Oh, I wasn't, I wasn't actually this, trying to grill you on it. I was just throwing this, out there this my your first thoughts. Time here? <laughs> <laughs> well, while we're waiting on Aaron, I, I, what did you, what like strikes you, Alex, about this song musically? Uh, I don't know. It's got a, it's you know, got a good hook. It, it bugs me a little bit that, they rhyme maybe and Katie. 
That always irks me when people do almost rhyme, especially especially the fact that it's the title. Like, uh, you know, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, and I like the gimmick of them. It seems like one person is, um, you know, uh, hesitating and the other person is, kind of, I can't tell if the other person is being supportive or cause it, yeah, I don't know. Do you guys get into the lyrics and oh, stuff? Oh God, yeah, we yes. do. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, Go ahead. We'll, we'll guide into the lyrics. <laughs> well, uh, Tracy, I, I think I have no idea, <laughs> but I, I, I suspect what you are hearing might have been a dobro, uh, which is not a banjo, but not quite a guitar. Okay. A dobro? I, I will say then that they did yeah. not, I'm going to believe you and well, say they did not adequately put that into the liner notes thing, because there's no dobro. I, I could see them using a dobro before a mandolin for a song like this, but it could, it could certainly be a mandolin. I, I agree that... It doesn't exactly sound like a banjo. They did use a banjo in the other version, most certainly. But uh, this is either a banjo, and this, uh, they're they're playing it interestingly, or using a, a specific, maybe a different pickup, or they're, they're filtering it, or it could be a it could be a guitar, another guitar. But I think it's it might be a dobro. Those are made by Epiphone. <laughs> yeah, they're cool. Just, they're in, they're interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. A lot of and people Kevin play them. Kevin has used a dobro on another on another song. Matter of fact, I mean, Ed yeah. even. References it in in four seconds. There so. you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's a lot of times it's played with a slide, but not. Always. I'd like to think that at some point during a band rehearsal, someone shouts out, "Get the dobro, mofo!" You know. Get the do- <laughs> <laughs> I need to believe. I need to believe uh, that in my life now. <laughs> Sorry. No, I think you all know what the rating system is um, going to be now. All right. So before we get over the lyrics too much, I do want to point out two other really interesting things that, that are in this musically. Um, Jim's echoes at the end. I love that yes, Jim is in here. He's the, he's high one ones. Of the writers of the song. You're talking about those high ones? Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, so it's really many. quiet. Yeah. And I love, yeah, I love those. So it, it's a mm-hmm. nice little addition to the end of the song. Um, and I also like how the music cuts out at the end. It's just, just the drums at the end and keeping the song going and the vocals and that's it. Yeah, it was a good, good, uh, nice little exit, mm-hmm. yeah. exit music. But let's talk about what the song's about. This is the part I love getting into. So, I want to hear you guys and your theories on what what this song is about and and the structure. I'll let you lead us off, Alex. You were talking a little bit about it. Why don't we go with you first? Well, my interpretation of the song is that it's one guy trying to decide why he doesn't like a woman as much as he should. And he's basically, like, on paper she's good, but I don't know. And uh, then, like, I don't think it's literally a conversation between two people so much as, like, a... uh, a uh, fight club kind of thing where he's having this conversation with himself. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm, actually, I'm with you. I one hundred percent agree. The, two, the angel and the yeah, devil. he's going back yeah. and forth. Yeah, or he's doing the yeah. pros and cons. But uh, but it's weird because it's not like the person. It's not like the other. Um, I don't know which guy is singing which uh, parts, but the the bridges. I guess we've been calling them. It's not like it's not like the bridge person is arguing conclusively. Like, oh, you should go out with them. Even the bridge person no. seems kind of kind of like ambivalent about mm-hmm. the whole thing. <laughs> so it's, I, 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 it's really funny you point that out because I got that feeling. It's almost like this person has already decided it's not worth the hassle, and we'll discuss what they are considering a hassle a little later. Uh, and, and it's more – it's not so much um, – <laughs> See, this is interesting because I, I wouldn't have guessed. Maybe the, I don't know who did the lyrics. Like you were saying it was a Cregan song or, or I guess Cre- was a Cregan page or – uh, well, Creek and Robertson Page, okay. but they didn't. I, I they wonder. Didn't separate it out. It's the, the lyrics seemed fairly Page esque to me, in as much as it sounds less like someone deciding whether or not they should continue this. It's more like arguing. Uh, uh, well, I, I should stop this, and then the other person, instead of saying no, no, you should keep going, is saying, "Yeah, you're kind of a jerk." <laughs> <laughs> Just my thoughts. That's an interesting take on it. I didn't get that read. Well, uh, we'll we'll get to um, 
we'll get to my, my theory on that exactly why. There's a couple lines I want to I want to talk about in a little bit, but you guys go ahead and continue on. I, I just want to hear everyone else's uh, thoughts. Actually, go ahead. I want to hear this theory. Well, though. well, my my I think the key lyric here is she's got a daughter and you're just not coping, which pretty much reveals that what's so maybe about Katie is that she is a single mother. And I found this very sad. And uh, mm-hmm. but then again, the line immediately before it, "Forever's not so long, stop moping." Definitely reveals a sort of general hesitation towards commitment. Yeah. So that amplified mm-hmm. by a child the narrator may or may not be ready to support or parent would definitely be a cause for maybe. But I agree with the sadness because what comes before that is the fact that there shouldn't be any ambivalence because she's ha- she right. has her arms wide open. She clearly right. wants he's, to be with you like, and she's everything you've been hoping for. So she's everything you've ever wanted, but you're still letting these things get in the way, um, which I think adds to the kind of the sadness factor that you're really going to – Toss this, you know, that kind of thing. But there's a lot of self sabotage, yeah, right. I think. Like, oh, do I really want to commit? <laughs> I don't. And I, I like that Stephen is singing those parts where he he is almost in some ways being a jerk to the other side of the conscience that's sitting there. <laughs> like, you know, just because her youth is fading doesn't mean she's not worth dating. <laughs> like. <laughs> He's a little bit mean to this other side of him. Well, is that see? I took that. It's that line. I see as those that section. The the bridge guy seems into them dating because he says, "Can't you see she's waiting? Why are you hesitating? You know she's worth dating." But then the other ones, he's kind of like, "Nah, eh, you know what? It's not for you." <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I have them separated out because. I, I get the feeling like Steven is pro this person dating um, the mom and Ed is kind of the on the other side of this being like whether it's an, a consciousness or it's friends kind of talking to him. I always took it as like the, the devil angel type thing the the two split conscious consciousness uh, type of thing. But that the the Ed part is like, yeah, you don't want to date her. You, you know, all in or all out, I recommend all out. Yeah. Sorry, Katie. It's so funny to have Ed singing that <laughs> part. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think Ed's com- the Ed part is completely that, because he does say, um, just take it slow. So there is there's a little bit of, like, you, you just take it slow, but if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Um, where I get confused with the Ed part, maybe someone can explain this to me, is I always saw the second Ed part as, um, like, uh, um, I guess you can see it in two ways, because do you know everyone who ever swore you'd love for life? I don't know them anymore. I know their names. Um, could be one is the guy is hung up on um, the girl because she does have a daughter, and because there are people in the past, there's obviously someone in her past that she was in a relationship with, and that's what's bothering him. And so Ed's like, do you do you know everyone that you like you still are you still hung up on everyone in your past, too? And I feel like Ed is almost kind of like trying to be the voice of reason in that one. Um, for a long time, I always thought this was two guys basically talking to a third friend. Um, and uh, with- that section does seem like it's like uh, responding within its own bridge. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, see, to me, I always read that bridge in the other way because you were kind of saying that there's there, two yeah. ways to read it. I've always read that second bridge in the way of Ed, the Ed character being like, you know what? You can love a whole bunch of people like he's kind of arguing. Don't don't stick around with this person. She she's got a kid like you don't want to make that commit that kind of commitment and he's kind of like you know what your your love is going to fade your love is going to come and go you don't remember everyone in your love your life that you you used to say you loved and you won't anymore like you can't be with this mother right i can see that i can see that too because it it does go in line with ed's previous line because ed's previous line does feel like it's pretty much shutting it all down if you've got any doubts at all it's not worth it um (laughs) <laughs> Which it conflicts its own line because up above it goes, I don't know what the fuss is all about. Just take it slow makes it sound like, hey, just you know, take it easy. Go into this, you know, with cautiously. And then within, you know, a beat, it's all, he's already saying, but if you've got a doubt, it's not worth it. We know that they have doubts. That's what the whole song's about. It's maybe, Katie. So we know there's <laughs> doubts. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I think that he's trying to fight off the Steve right. part, which before he and he's like, 
she's worth dating. And then he's like, ah, I don't, I don't know about that. Just, yeah. just take it slow. Like, don't jump into this. Like, and then he later says, like, you, you don't, you feel strong feelings for this person, but that doesn't go on. It just forever. feels adverse to me. I feel like the the lines that Ed are singing would be the lines that Steve would be saying, right. and the line normally. Like, I do feel like their vocals are adverse <laughs> on this. Um, that said, I do love their parts in this. I think Steve sounds really good in his parts, and I think Ed sounds really good in his parts. Um, it, they yeah. do really mesh well together. I, I really love the sound of this song. And the back and forth and the banter they have and then the harms and everything. Um, but like you said, I do like, too, that um, the positive voice, the Steve voice is the acoustic guitar or the, the dobro or is it as it, no, that was the beginning. But it's just the acoustic guitar and uh, mellow. And then when Ed comes in, you're getting some of those jarring fuzz guitars and everything, too. So it is kind of like the devil comes back in. But, you know, like, but anyway, <laughs> 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 she's everything you ever wanted. But, you know, <laughs> Unless it's his daughter. No. Oh. Wait, 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 wait. Wait a minute. <laughs> Mind blown. Oh. <laughs> Are you guys researching it? No, I'm I'm reading yeah, I'm reading Ed's lines now and I'm like I'm going, oh wow. <laughs> well he said he's a jerk, so yeah. <laughs> That would certainly we, make him much more jerky. ladies have not been opposed to writing about awful, awful boyfriends. Um, so, I mean, like, or partners. So, I can... So, are you thinking that this is, like, the mother's... Mother's daughter's ex? Like, the father of, of the daughter talking to him? I think it's more of a father's cousin, sister's uncle's nephew's father. Right, but what does that make us? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely nothing. I'm just wondering if it's like the baby daddy talking to the new boyfriend and trying to talk him out of it. I thought it was the baby daddy trying to talk himself that's, out of that. That, that, is, that is an interesting oh. take right there. That's wow. Yeah, that's oh. that's that's even darker. <laughs> <laughs> that is dark. I actually kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's got a daughter. Sounds like okay. This is with someone else, but yeah, if it's someone trying to distance themselves from their responsibility, like oh, she yeah, has a daughter, right. not yeah. we. And I can see that too. I was, <laughs> I was gonna say. I mean, lyrically, if yeah. you wanted to sell the point that it was his daughter, you'd say we have a daughter. I would think. But um, that said, that said, well, like, then the next part after that is you're right, just not right, coping. Right. Like <laughs> he even admits it. Like you're not coping. Yeah. And then he's talking about the other children he's abandoned. Do you know everyone you've ever sworn you right, love for yeah. life? <laughs> I don't know them anymore. Wow. Oh. <laughs> this, this totally Ooh. puts an entirely new spin on the song for oh, me. Oh, man. So, <laughs> I will never hear this song this the same ever again. This just spreading his seed all over Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dozens and dozens of un- of children he doesn't uh, recognize as his own. Yeah. That's crazy. He's like, I got postcards to send out. I'm torturing this one guy. I can't. I can't spend time talking oh, wow. to you. I got Concept things to do. Down. I'm the wizard of magic. I go shopping. <laughs> Maybe you've heard of me. I am a celebrity. I need to go buy some. <laughs> I need to get out there and buy some yeah. aluminum. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, I'm pulling out the. I'm waving. I'm waving the flag here, please. Now, now the reason he's gonna have the aluminum is because he's fighting the war on drugs. I was gonna do that one next. Oh. Uh, that's probably why he got so sleepy while he was driving. But that's. I'm, another, I'm sorry, another. Katie. I can't hear you. Testing, <laughs> testing. One, two, three. Testing. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm gonna just jump out of the car here now, guys. I'll see you in one week. <laughs> Dear heavens. Oh, but but now, but well, we gotta we gotta keep going, or else this episode's gonna end up unfinished. The guy did. Look, by the way, I do have to add one thing. The guy, the guy did really look back years later, and he was asking, "Have you seen my love? Have you seen my? Aww. Have you seen my little girl? Uh-huh, uh-huh. See, see, there it is. It explains little girl. It all came full circle. We now know what little girl means." I'm just picturing Jeff like Charlie from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia with, right, with this, the like, big beautiful mind wall behind him. Yeah, <laughs> all, all of the all little lines all, yeah, all yeah. hitched up. Yeah, <laughs> that's what Jeff's brain yeah, it does. Looks like. Yeah, it absolutely does. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to get us back on track. From- I'm full. I, I don't think it's possible. Don't have a brain. 
<laughs> I have a tiny um, mechanical monkey inside yeah. of my head that my brain, moves the gears. My brain is actually just a series of Star Wars references. That's all. <laughs> oh, you too. And that's not a brain. It's a space station. Oh. No, it's a trap. Oh, nicely done. <laughs> it's a trap. It's true. <laughs> Oh, that's a trap. I can't get stuck. I'm stuck in this this loop, and I can't right. get us out of here. So I'm going to bring us over to covers. Loop. There is a cover Cupboards. of this song. Cupboards. Yes. Old Mother Hubbard. There's a cupboard of this Old song. Old Mother Hubbard wrote her uh, a cover. There's a cover of this song. <laughs> um, done by Cornbread Red. It is a bluegrass cover. What's the maybe about? What's the maybe about? What's the maybe about? Katie. What's the maybe about? What's the maybe about? What's the maybe about? Katie. Um, a lot more banjo, a lot more country feel. Um, also much faster than than this song because of the banjo strumming. But uh, I, if you like bluegrass, uh, go on and listen to the bluegrass version of this. Like, this is a really cool cover. I feel like we've used the phrase, if you like bluegrass, check out this bluegrass cover before. We've been there. Yes, because the <laughs> Cornbread Red did the whole, yeah, did right. their whole That's album what it was. of, yeah, of yeah. bare naked coverage. That's yeah, right. So I'm only going to have to say it like <sighs> ten more times. Gosh, Tracy, we've done a lot of these. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude, That's you came true. in halfway <laughs> through. You don't even know the half of it. I don't know the half of it. No, a little, a little more than half because of After Dark. But sorry. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> Aaron, however, has I suffered through all of it. Except the last four weeks, but... I've been uh, I've been binging the Good Place recently. I've been wondering if this is my <laughs> eternal reward. <laughs> I would I would definitely say it is it is like the Good Place reward. <laughs> this is the frozen yogurt that I get for eternity. <laughs> well, Jeff, I'm going to hand it over to you. Would you like to explain uh, our I, rating I did system one more to thing. our guest? I did, I did there is a trouble with Jeff oh, tonight, okay. and it's actually I have to. I, I have to dispute the guest, which is something I normally don't do. As as Ooh. as a lyricist, as someone who does who do is a rhyme guy, like I, I like what you said about the half rhymes because I'm not a half rhyme fan. Um, I do really like the song a lot. I actually do like for once for once. I'm normally not a half rhyme guy. I do like the chorus in this because I do think Katie, when it's sung or when it's spoken or when it flows, has a D sound. So I do like, or, you know, the, the Katie maybe. I, I In this case, for some reason, it does flow for me. So I, I have to say I do like the maybe Katie rhyme on this one. When normally, I, just when look- normally I, I wouldn't. <laughs> I, I like it because it gives me the chance to say assonance in conversation. <laughs> you are really an assonance. Oh, yeah. I've been told. Yes. I'm quite asinine. <laughs> but, yes, normally I would 100% agree with you, Alex. I don't like half rhymes, but um, for some reason it just it, – and this one, it works for me. But <laughs> uh, I will respect your decision. It sounds like you really thought it through, so you are free I, to continue to like it. I'll overthink it through. But. Well, can anyone come up with a better – a female name rhyme with maybe maybe from arrested development okay yeah but that that wasn't out yet at the point of this song <laughs> there is a song called maybe baby yeah, right yeah sadie, sadie that, no yeah. sadie would still be a half rhyme though with the b yeah yeah, yeah. Baby, yeah but d baby is closer to b than rhyme. t because they don't yeah. hit the t so it's not kt which would really be it but yeah they, they, they do, do the american katie, version. katie yeah katie. maybe katie Oh, maybe Katie. Maybe originally so when you're, was about yeah, when, Katie when you're saying maybe Katie, it does. <laughs> Katie. And they're like, no, it's too specific. <laughs> What's so maybe about Katie Lamb? No. Didn't she do something with them? Uh, yeah, yeah. She did actually mm-hmm. tour yeah. with them a few years yeah, back. I thought I heard about that. Haven't all Canadian. I like Katie Lamb. Mm-hmm. Like Haven't all Canadians torn with another Canadian at one point? Like. It's in the contract. It's yeah, yeah, it's contractually <laughs> obligated. At some law of averages. Just brace yourself. At some point, you're touring with Anne Murray. It's just it's the way it is. It's Celine Dion. No, they these guys could never tour with Anne Murray. That would that would not be allowed. We'd have a whole straw hat thing going on. That's not okay. And Brian Boitano, on the other hand, completely right. yeah, right. completely right. imbalanced. Right. Yes, Brian. Yeah, I, I think there's probably actually a a lawsuit out. Pre- preventing them from touring with Anne 
Murray after the after the song Straw Hat. Really? Yep. What is this story? I don't know I, this. Oh yeah, I think there's a protection. Really? Order. I didn't know that. No. Huh. <laughs> wow. I'm wow, being wow. facetious, but <laughs> jeez. You hear it first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> and Anne Murray, we know and you only listen. Here. Please come on the show. Yeah, yes. please come on the yes. show, Anne. Oh, I will try to get Ann Murray on the show, especially for Straw Hat. We will we will come back to that. <laughs> okay. Or at least her daughter, because her daughter's the reason that, that they showed on the Ann Murray show. So I, I don't know this story you're talking about. I'm I'm holding okay, on to the right, story. Right. We'll we'll come back to the story. Till straw we're, hat. We're still Til in the hat. M's. That's an S. So That's I gotta a straw wait like hat. Four years to hear the story. All right, <laughs> cool, bro. Exactly. <laughs> so gonna be worth it. it so be gonna now, be worth yeah. it. Two years is gonna go by. I'm like any day now. I'm gonna hear the straw hat and Murray story. It is totally worth <laughs> it. <laughs> gonna lose sleep over this for the next four years. I yes, you will. Jeez. <laughs> Our rating system. I just, I'm sorry. I just went through yeah, puberty. Yes. I just went through puberty there for a second. Anyway, our rating system. <laughs> Yoinks, guys. Our rating system is we do it on a scale of zero to five, uh, of which I arbitrarily pick some rating scale based on something we've talked about throughout the episode that I think is funny or unique or just the first thing I thought of when the time comes, because I haven't really thought about it until he says, Jeff, what's our rating scale? <laughs> but we do a, uh, it's on zero to five. We can do decimals. So basically we're going zero to five. How do you rate this? So 2.5, 2.6, 2.7 are all uh, eligible for scoring. The way five, five would be fives the, are like on your island playlist. Zeros are like song again. And yeah, I wish Thanos had snapped right. the song. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would have come back in five years anyway, but. Now, can you guys explain this to me? Zero means you don't zero like Zero means song. you yes. don't. Five zero is really five, yes. Like you song. got it. Okay. Yes, absolutely. I think I'm getting the hang of it. And our, our cutoff, the one that I find helpful is uh, we are, at the end of all of this, going to make like a Spotify playlist for each of us of all the songs that are four and above that we consider like um, best of. So anywhere between four and five is like on your playlist. Five is like, this is perfection. This is a great example of classic BNL and. Something you would show someone to try and get them. Guys, I think we forgot. We're talking to a Star Wars guy. We'll help him out here. Uh, zero, zero is Phantom Menace, <laughs> and five is Empire Strikes Back. So, is that if that episode five? Right? Episode five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. I did know that. I did know that. So, uh... All, All right. right. I think I'm so, ready. Um, and I will warn you, I tend to like to go with the guests first. So um, now this is going to be a skill. I already <laughs> warned you. Zero to five Dobros, because I've never heard of a Dobro before. And nice. now that nice. I know it's an Epiphone instrument, I, I just love it. So um, <laughs> so zero to five Dobros. And Alex, you will be the first to go. And you can explain a little bit, too, like why you picked that rating. Okay. I wish I had my uh, I wish I had my cards I could hold up the you know the yes. score. But I will just go <laughs> ahead and say I'm going to give it a solid 4. Solid 4. 4.0. 4.0 Dobros. Uh I think it's uh, I like the song. Uh I deducted a point 10 because of the not rhyming thing. <laughs> I deducted another point ten because of the ambiguity as to whether or not what, how we're supposed to feel about the narrator. Although I don't know, maybe that's good. Maybe the that uh, ambiguousness is what uh, ambiguity, I believe, is the word ambiguity. I'm looking for. Maybe that's what makes the song uh, work. But uh, and I also don't, I don't like the metronome uh, bit at the beginning because it's very quiet. And when I play the song, I press play, and I don't. I go, is it playing? Is it? Is it oh and no! I and then turn you, it up, yeah. and then it gets loud. Yeah. So then you go death. Thumbs down for me. So, but still, overall, I like the song. Four stars. Four Dobros. Apologies. Hey, uh, Aaron. I'm curious. Hmm. See, I like it. I don't think I love it. I like it though. It's more than just not hating it. I definitely <laughs> like it. Um, I mean, Do you want some more of it? Uh, yeah, a lot of our audience is going to be a reference. I quit. I quit the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this will be my last episode. No, um, Tim McGraw is our next um, series of <laughs> I um, I'm going to give it. It's all. It's it's almost there. It's almost playlist. Maybe playlist. Playlist. Um, it's it's just. I don't know. There's just it's missing something in my opinion, and I'm not even sure what it is. And I guess that's the problem. I don't. I don't want to condemn it. It's not like oh man, just didn't have it. But there's some. I feel like if there was one extra, I don't know. Maybe if there, 
I feel like the two bridges. It sounds like you're maybe about. The song. I am pretty maybe. It's it's an appropriately named song. Um, if you have any fe- doubts, it's not worth it. <laughs> I, I feel like <laughs> tuck and roll. Okay. Uh, no, I feel I feel like I feel like the two bridges are really more like two alternate choruses or two like a second half of a chorus, and there really is no actual bridge. If there was a bridge with a key change or a bridge where it went outside the one four five structure. Maybe I'm nitpicking here. Maybe I'm being an elitist uh, a-hole. But <laughs> I, I, I feel like there was something that could have made it just a little bit more like a tonal shift would have made it kind of more satisfying for me. Still very good. I would still definitely not like change. You know, if it came on Spotify, I wouldn't skip it. Um, so I'm going to give maybe Katie a very solid 3.85 Dobros out of 5. All right. I'll go. <clears throat> I have changed my score seven times tonight. Um, I came... I like when that yeah, happens. I, yeah, you discuss yeah, it and you learn more. I came more. into it going high because, like I said, I got into Bare Naked Ladies right when this album came out. Uh, Maroon was my first B&L album, but then it was this one second, and I saw them uh, for the Peep Show tour where they did all the EDE songs. Um, so this song was nostalgic for me, and I remember cranking this up and playing it all the time. Like There was something about this I loved, and I played this all the time. Um, discussing it, I went back and forth. I listening to it a couple times prior to the show. I was like... Do I like it as much as I thought I did? And I'm and I'm uh, kind of went back and forth on it. There's a lot of stuff I like about the song. I think Steve and Ed sound great on it. I like the diversity in the parts. Um, I do like the message that someone is, you know, thinking about these things. I, I um, would hope that the person comes to the uh, decision that's you know a solid one. Like if you meet someone that is everything you've ever hoped for and they have a daughter, you know, it's, you can make it work. It can still make that work. Um, overthinking because of my own personal Maybe. life stuff, you know, cause I, my wife, we got married when I had four kids that, you know, so that was someone coming in and <laughs> to still relation relationship with, uh, that situation. So, I mean, I do take that per- from a personal level. I hear these kind of things and I'm like, yeah. Um, so, uh, but as a song, as the, as a song and uh, how it feels and everything, I, I still really like this song. Um, I think I would still put it on my playlist. We always say four to five as a playlist. Um, is it a top tier PNL song? No, it doesn't have those elements I like, but I'm still going to go a little bit higher and I'm going to give it a 4.1 Dobro. Very nice. Nice. Aaron, would you put that in there? Sure, I can do that right now. Because I'm going to pull up Stefan's review since he wasn't able to read it tonight. Uh, give me one second. Stefan said, "What's so? What's so? Maybe about maybe Katie? Almost everything. <laughs> Very simple song with a memorable and dare I say catchy lyrics and music. Sounds almost Gordon era. I would like the bathroom version at least a two point five. A regular version at a better at a three, and then the persuasions version at top with a three point five. We have to rate it based on the original, so we need to put Stefan in for a three. Hey, I'm not drinking the hater. Nice. Okay, <laughs> send your complaints to Stefan care of ABCs. By the way, Tracy, I, I have a request. The, the next time that Stefan is out and you have to read his thoughts, could you please do it in? The voice of either Statler or yeah, Walter. yeah. Now I have to do Three that every time. Please, oh, please. please. <laughs> it's a horrible Statler and Waldorf. I apologize, but that, that, that you do realize that means when you're out and we have your reviews, we have to go with the other one. Yeah. I thought you would do it as Christopher Walken. <laughs> I gave it a 3.85. I, I, I would have rated it higher, but I needed more cowbell. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Maybe that's the element that was Maybe missing. Cowbell? Me, yeah. Maybe the oh, cowbell would have cowbell. kicked it just up into the four range. Um, all right, I'm going to give mine now then. Um, I agree with Alex with almost everything that you said. I don't like the um, metronome piece at the beginning. Um, and I don't like how I like I do, like especially the first time I listened to this this week, I did raise the level and volume on the song and then Ouch. it kicked in. Um, <laughs> I don't think my car speakers are very happy with me right now. I, I like a lot of things about this song. I've gone over most of them tonight, but is it like on the top of my list? No. Um, I, I'm, 
I have a hard time putting this on my island playlist, but then again, there is a lot of nostalgia. I remember being really loving this album and especially this song being the second on the album. I would never skip it. Like when it came out, this was one of those songs mm -hmm. I really enjoyed yeah. and it's catchy and it's fun. Um, and, and I like the, <laughs> I really like the dark version that we talked about tonight. Well, she was, she was uh, dead earlier. This remember a that? Four. <laughs> That's true. So yeah. yeah we, 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 I mean, yeah, we, we took right. the whole gamut here. <laughs> uh, so I give it a four. Wow. Smart fella. He's a smart, he's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do have a couple of appearances for people to look at tonight. Um, I was able to find Sparky's Magic Piano, the animated version. We're, we're sorry about that, so I'm sure. <laughs> hey, it's Vincent true. Price. How yeah, that's true. You, I mean, yeah. Come on. Um, also, I wanted to bring up that this week uh, they released a video called My Juno's Moment, where Stephen Page talks about his experience of receiving the Junos and getting up on stage with the other band members. Uh, it was really fun to watch him talking about that and, and him reminiscing about that time. Uh, so that was pretty cool. And so I'll also put that in there for people to, to go and watch. But Alex... Would you like to plug anything of yours or, or, you know, if people want to see what you have influenced, I mean, should they just listen to like every musical podcast ever? Yes. People should, if they want to check me out, they should listen to every other podcast in the world. <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad you can finally complete everything and <laughs> be on ours. So now you're in literally. Everyone. Now you're everything to everyone. Yes. Oh, yeah, I do a podcast called Star Wars Minute where we go through the entire all the Beatles, <laughs> the Beatles movies. <laughs> we haven't done that yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, we go through all the Star Wars. Uh... <laughs> That's your next project after Star Wars Minute. Then you got to do the Beatles Minute and do all the all the. I always kind of felt yeah. like George Harrison yeah. was the Jar Jar of the group. Oh, hey, yeah. come on. <laughs> I'm that would be Ringo. Come on, I love Pete Best is the Jar Jar. That's right. There we go. I like that much better. But yeah, I do a podcast called the Star Wars Minute, where we talk about the Star Wars movies in excruciating detail. And as you mentioned earlier, we used I used to do a podcast called Alphabetical, where we did what you guys are doing for Bare Naked Ladies, but about a little obscure group called the Beatles. So people can check out them. wherever you find podcasts. Yeah. yeah, they're out of they're out of uh, England, I believe. Very uh, got big Four things strapping ahead of la strapping lads from Liverpool, I believe. They, yes, yeah. guitar groups are on their way out, but we think they can still they can somehow. Oh, all right, cool. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> and and I don't joke when I say that this podcast was inspired by Alphabetical in that listening mm -hmm. to you guys talk about every Beatles song, and then the other piece was like. You guys, I grew up on the Beatles, listening to the Beatles all the time. And um, when you guys started to go through the list, I was like, I've never heard this song before. Wow. Or you guys would hit something that was really deep. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Each week you inspired me to go out and listen to these songs and and like just listen to you discuss them afterwards. But some of them, never having never heard them before, I found Beatles songs that I fell in love with that I, that I never knew existed. Um, and so then I was like, I get now I got to listen to the same thing for BNL and that it didn't exist. And I was like, okay, well, I will make that happen. I'm glad we could shine the light and get some people interested in listening to the Beatles. I feel like they've been under underrepresented <laughs> in the history of pop culture. So I'm glad we could do our part to. I heard they were bigger than Jesus. You know, spread the positivity. <laughs> taller, taller than Jesus, but you know. I can't. I can't believe that all you need, all you need, is love song flew under my radar all these years. I was like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys can find us on twitter and facebook under bare naked abcs uh maybe if you disagree with us about everything we said tonight i mean we can argue until our throats are sore um maybe i forgot something important and maybe you'll forgive all the things i forgot uh, oh no. well maybe not oh uh, write to us at barenakedabcs at gmail.com before next week's song. Which, what, 
What is it, Jeff? Uh, is it maybe not? <laughs> it's maybe not. <laughs> yeah, it was a pleasure. And thank you so much for joining us, Alex. Yeah, thanks, Alex. It has been a real pleasure. Oh, no, I, I had a lot of fun. It was a fun show. It makes me want to re- go back and re-listen to the album because it's my favorite Be- it's my favorite Beatles album that's how much I like it I, I think you need to go back to the show yeah. I think you're I don't think I don't think you're over this yet <laughs> I really love yeah. it yeah 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 I was really sad when Andy Cregan left the Beatles actually it was I felt like they, they, the most they, never, they never quite regained their you know their strengths after that I, I was gonna make yeah. a Pete Best reference but Andy's better than that <laughs> oh, 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 Pete Best, uh, please come to the show. We know you listen. <laughs> Thanks, that was fun. Don't forget, no regrets, except maybe one. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.